to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to have you. Uh, you know, before we get into our next guest, I just wanted to remind you that the audio library at ExitCoachRadio.com contains hundreds and hundreds of interviews, one-minute highlights. Uh, even You'll even find articles that you can read. Um, it's all at ExitCoachRadio.com. You just have to click on Audio Library, and you can search by 12 different topics, wide variety of subjects, uh, you can listen from your smartphone as you exercise, as you drive, whatever. It's there with, it's there all for you uh, to learn and uh, become well-planned. So my next guest today is Nellie Akalp. She's joining us from CorpNet. She's been with us before. And uh, uh, Nellie is the CEO and founder of that group. They're out of Westlake Village, California. And um, CorpNet is an online legal document filing service that helps entrepreneurs start their businesses and Nellie's here today to chat about the importance of registering a business. And she's going to share some basics about business structures, what structure is best for which type of business, why it's important to incorporate, when to incorporate, and in what state to incorporate. So all very interesting information. Nellie, welcome to the show, and thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Long time. It's been a few months that we haven't chatted, and I'm glad to be back. Well, you know, I'm glad we've got, I know we've got a whole series of of interviews coming up, so you're going to be a regular here where, where we have you come in and tell us uh, all about uh, the important uh, structures of businesses and, and, like we said, where to set them up, how to set them up. I'm really excited for that, and, and I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot out of this ongoing series. So tell us a little bit about CorpNet again. Just give our listeners a, a high-level view because we talked about that before. But um, how'd you start it? Why'd you start it? And what do you do? I love small business, and I've been an entrepreneur since back in 1997 when it was the birth of the Internet era, and I founded my first company, Another Document Filing Service, grew that company to where it was doing a substantial amount of sales per month, nearly a million per month, and then I was blessed with the opportunity of an exit uh, strategy whereby I was approached to sell. And uh, how do you put a number um, on a business, a price on a business that you love doing every day? So I decided to sell the company in 2005, took some time off and focused on my then growing family, my marriage, uh, my two growing children. And I, I had a I had actually three growing children at the time. And then uh, fast forward to 2009, I realized that I was so in love with small business and entrepreneurship and realized that I was too young, too passionate, too motivated, and frankly, too bored to take on an <laughs> early retirement. <laughs> so I decided to get back into the exact same industry and came up with CorpNet.com. 
and uh, we've been in business now for six years. And CorpNet basically provides uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, new and existing business owners with a one-stop shop for all of their business filing needs, whether it's to incorporate a business, set up an LLC. If you're not ready to take that route and you just want to become a sole proprietor or a partnership, we can handle all the paper filings, all the paperwork to bring the business into existence in addition to maintaining the business in compliance throughout the years that your business is operational. And we do all of it from starting the business, managing the business, helping you with running the business, keeping the business in compliance, and protecting the business, whether it's trademark protection, copyright protection, um, and any, anything and everything to do with small business. That's great. You know, and it, you know, it's so important that people get this planning done correctly, and not only at the beginning, but on an ongoing basis, because the Department of Corporations doesn't have a big sense of humor if they find out you haven't been doing things you're supposed to be doing over the years, uh, right? That is absolutely correct, and frankly, what you're referring to is when you become a corporation or LLC, just because you form the corporation or LLC does not mean that your job as a business owner is done. There is paperwork that needs to be taken care of on a yearly basis to make sure you keep your corporation or LLC in compliance, and failure to do so can subject you to a ton of penalties and added fees and eventually put your corporation or LLC into non-compliance and a mandatory dissolution of your corporation or LLC. So that's why we're here to make sure that we can help you and become your partner in keeping your business in compliance so that you can do what you do best as a small business owner, which is focus on running and growing your business. That's great. Now, many years ago, there weren't as many choices for business structure as there are now. Now it can be really confusing for people. They might hear something that, or a friend of theirs is a, is a regular C corporation, and another friend is an S corporation, and another one's an LLC, another one, you know, there's just all different ways to structure it. So let's talk about the basics of business structures and what our audience should know about them. Absolutely. So, first of all, the sole proprietorship is the simplest form of business entity. However, without the protection of a corporate shield, your personal assets are exposed to business liabilities. And even where a small business owner doesn't have assets today, a judgment against that business owner can last up to 22 years against any future acquired assets that that business owner may acquire later on. So, in light of how easy and inexpensive it is to incorporate or form an LLC online today, the only real question is, should I form a corporation, an LLC, or an S corporation? And frankly, the benefits to forming a corporation or an LLC is really liability protection, as I mentioned. You know, the LLC and the corporation protect the owner's personal assets from any liability of the company. That is, if your company happens to be sued, your personal assets as a business owner, whether it be your property, your house, your car, your savings account, are shielded from any judgment. Of course, lawsuits are worst-case scenario, Bill, but there's – and there is – probably a slim chance you'll 
ever run into legal problems, but it's always good to take a protective approach. However, if you are sued as a sole proprietor and if you are not incorporated or set up as an LLC, you'll be sued personally. And that means everything from your children's college fund, your retirement, your savings, your house, your car, whatever you own personally is at risk. And again, as I mentioned, these judgments can last up to 22 years um, so that you know, even if you don't have assets today and you, if you acquire them later, it can, you know, it can go against future acquired assets. So really the top reason for incorporating the business is liability protection. Other benefits are taxes, um, credibility, business credit capital, and added layer of pro- privacy. But, you know, those are the benefits. And really the question is, now that I know I have to incorporate, well, what type of corporation or LLC should I form? And here are the key factors to consider in selecting which business structure is right for you. I'm going to start with the LLC. It starts with the um, – it stands for the Limited Liability Company Basically, the LLC is the most simplest form of business structure. I refer to it as the business owner's cake, where they can have the cake and eat it too, because with an LLC, you get the best of both worlds. You get the liability protection you need as a small business owner, but you also get it with minimal, minimal formalities. Uh, And with an LLC, the owner's personal assets are shielded from business liabilities, just as they would be in a corporation. However, um, in addition, the IRS views the LLC as a disregarded entity. So with an LLC, you do not have to file separate taxes. Company profits and losses flow through the owners and are subject to each owner's individual tax rates. And the LLC is great for a small business that wants that liability protection, but again, seeks minimal formality. And it's also perfect business structure for foreign owners because anyone, anybody can qualify to be an owner of an LLC. And that's a big difference from from the S-Corp has certain limitations as far as number of shareholders and what types of shareholders as well. So the LLC that is, is become, correct. The LLC has been kind of uh, the, the the sweetheart or the darling, it seems like, for the smaller companies these days. Is there, you know, if someone has one type of a business versus another, let's say manufacturing versus service, is there any differences there? That's a great question, Bill. And again, it's a case-by-case scenario, but generally speaking, no. It really depends on your tax and your tax scenario and really what your financial advisor, your certified public accountant recommends for you, which would give you the best tax uh, savings. Because choosing to be whether uh, to be an LLC or an S corporation or C corporation can have a significant impact on how you get taxed as a small business owner and how you how much you pay in taxes as a small business owner. Point. And now we we see a lot of businesses that start started out long long ago as a C corporation. That was really their only choice. And Correct. Uh, they, they and they may or may not have converted to an S corporation along the way. And like you said, a lot of this is going to be involved a team of advisors. Your your CPA needs to get involved to tell you what the tax motivation is going to be between converting from a C to an S or or being an LLC instead of a because a lot of this will will depend heavily on your tax situation, how many partners or shareholders you want to have or members um and uh 
asset protection strategies that might come into play. And that brings us to kind of the situs of where where do you – most people would think, well, I'm in California. I'll set up my corporation in California, and that's usually a good idea. But are there reasons other people would say, no, you should have an, an LLC in Nevada? Well, let me back up for a minute and just um, add to your point um, when you were talking about C-corporations and S-corporations. First of all, as an S-corporation really begins as a C-corporation, okay? And with the C-corporation, this entity really is not recommended for small business owners. The C-corp is ideal for a business that intends to raise capital by issuing stock or attracting investors through VC funding. Okay, but then again, if somebody wants to become an S corporation and meets the IRS requirements in qualifying as an S corporation, it's really a two-step process. They have to file articles of incorporation as a C corporation with the Secretary of State in their state. And then once the corporation is formed, then they will have to file a form called the S-2553 election form to become treated as an S-corporation in the eyes of the IRS. And the S-corporation is great for a small business owner who can qualify and who really wants to be an employee of their own corporation and reinvest the profits back into the corporation. However, again, the IRS places limits on the number of owners um, an S corporation can have. You can have up to 100 shareholders, and they need to have only one class of stock and who can be an owner in an S corporation. So, for example, out-of-staters cannot be members of an S corporation. You can only be an S corporation if you're a resident or a citizen of the U.S. And all owners are tax-based on their percentage of ownership within the S-Corporation. But once you've decided which type of entity is best for your business and which is going to give you the maximum tax benefits and deductions, then the next question becomes, where do I incorporate or set up the LLC? That's one of the most frequently asked questions we get. And the quick answer to that is it's simple. You have to incorporate the business or set up the LLC in the state that you're actually operating your business. This whole idea of Delaware, Nevada, or Wyoming corporations is truly a myth, in my opinion, because, frankly, if you're not operating or physically located in those three states and you're operating out of a different state, the state that you're physically located in and operating and transacting business in is going to basically apply those laws to your business. So, for example, we're in California. We run an Internet company, and we provide our services nationally to all 50 states. We incorporate people and set up LLCs and start businesses for entrepreneurs in all 50 states. However, our headquarters are located in California. Our bank account is located in California. The money that comes through the Internet is deposited into a California bank account. As such, our corporation or legal entity, weren't actually an S corporation, is set up in California because had we formed in Delaware, Nevada, or Wyoming, which is really one of the newest states that you should incorporate in, 
California law still would apply to us, thereby subjecting us not only to Delaware, Nevada, or Wyoming state laws, but also now in California. So in a nutshell, the quick answer to the question is, if you're thinking about incorporating in a state other than the state that you're physically located in, beware because the state that you're actually physically located in is going to make you foreign qualify in that state. So it's best to incorporate in your home state to begin with to prevent additional filing fees and requirements and subjecting yourself to two states' filing fees and requirements. That's great advice. It makes it a lot simpler when you just uh, take the easy approach. What I've heard, though, is that some some states have different um, uh, laws when it comes to it's more like asset protection type of a strategy is that it, they have different um, s- different types of reporting requirements and distribution requirements so it's really important to to understand all of this uh, and work with your professional advisors and then and then call uh, corpnet to find out about, you know well what do you want to do you know work with, with somebody who knows what they're talking about to help you get it filed correctly. Are there a lot of extra steps? I mean, what if people are setting up a, let's say, an LLC to own real estate? Are there are there any benefits to uh, entities out of state or in different areas for, for those types of passive uh, structures? That's a great question. So again, it goes back to where the property is located. And again, the general recommendation would be to set up the LLC in the state that your property is actually located in. But then again, if you're, for example, going in with a bunch of investors and, uh, you know, there's properties all around that you're going to be investing in, then you may want to just set up a holding company um, in your state, and then if the property management um, is representing you and investing on your behalf, then they can they can set up the LLC where the actual uh, property, whether residential or commercial, is located, and then they provide you with distributions, and you can just have those distributions go into your holding account. Because, again, I'm I'm also a real estate investor, and I do a lot of commercial investing. And what we do is we have a holding company called Finelli Commercial Holdings, and we invest in a ton of commercial property all over the world. We have some in Colorado and Arizona. Uh, we have some in Chicago. And basically what we do is we have a holding company set up, and then our uh, commercial investors invest on our behalf, they set up the LLCs in the states where the property is located, and then whenever we get a distribution check, it gets uh, deposited into our LLC account in the state of California because, again, we are getting the money in California, so California law applies. But at the end of the day, the best thing that I would recommend you to do is talk to your financial advisor, and then when you're ready to actually set up the corporation or LLC, choose a reputable online resource such as our company, CorpNet, to handle all the paperwork and more and all the corporate compliance steps for you because we truly have that added personal touch, and we don't really consider ourselves like 
the hundreds of other companies out there. We're truly, truly niched because of our personal touch, because of our personal service. And really, we don't do a ton of advertising. Most of our business is through word of mouth because of what clients rave about us. And that's the huge difference these days. It's obvious we're in a we're in this do-it-yourself world. There's a lot of information out there on the internet. There's a lot of places you can get in trouble in a hurry <laughs> if you do it wrong. And so it's important to know uh, who you're working with and that they care about you and that you're going to have not only the the initial setup but the ongoing service that you need. So uh, how do you work with that with people on that? Let's say. They have annual reporting requirements. Are you proactive about that at CorpNet? Absolutely, Bill. We actually have a monitoring tool called our CorpNet BIZ, which stands for the Business Information Zone. It's free to the public. You do not have to be a CorpNet client to use this tool. And what it is, it allows a small business owner who has a company or multiple companies to register their corporation or LLC within our corporate compliance and monitoring tools so that they can get monthly, weekly, bi-weekly, bi-annual alerts as to when certain filings are due for their company or tax filings are due for their company. And then they can have the option and elect to have us take care of the filing for them or they can do it on their own. And again, it's called the CorpNet BIZ, which stands for the Business Information Zone. You can access it from our homepage under our Running a Business tab. And it's free. There's no gimmicks to it whatsoever. It's free to register, and you can immediately register for an account online. Well, that's great. That's fantastic, and that's really helpful for people that run busy lives and they need to have a reminder when it's time to do something before they get in some kind of a trouble situation. Now, for for corporations, and just as a as a final point here, if you have a corporation, um, you have annual responsibilities to do something called a statement of information. Can you just explain very briefly what that is? Absolutely. So corporations and LLCs, once they are formed, are required to file paperwork either on an annual basis or on a biannual basis to remain compliant. For example, most states require what is called an annual report or referred to as an annual statement of information, which is basically a one-page filing document that allows the Secretary of State to be appraised of any changes within your company or any updates as to where your address is, who your board of directors are, who your shareholders are, who your members are in the case of an LLC. And most states require this filing on a yearly basis. Some states require it on a biannual basis, but it's a filing that must be filed uh, by the corporation or the LLC, and it has to be filed timely because failure to do so it can uh, obviously create additional fines and penalties for the corporation or LLC. In addition, can cause the corporation or LLC to go into bad standing, which again, if this happens, will require further fees and fines and penalties to bring the corporation back into good standing. Excellent information, Nellie. I really appreciate you coming back on. You you uh, 
you speak uh, so clearly without a bunch of jargon. You know, it's 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 clear that it's not a simple topic. Uh, there's a lot of nuances to it, and it's important to work with people who know you, get to know your situation, get to know what exactly you need, and then bring you the right solutions and then stay with you on an ongoing basis. And that's what they do at CorpNet. Uh, Nelly, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, and we've, I, I think we told them how to get to one of your websites, but what's the main website that they should look at? Uh, you can visit us online at www.corpnet.com. Our offices are open Monday through Fridays from 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time daily. You can pick up the phone and just contact us at 1-888-281-7111 or just email us to info at corpnet.com. And remember, with holiday parties and vacation days looming in the coming weeks, it's easy to forget about those important end-of-the-year checklist for your business so make sure you mark your calendars and take care of those important tasks related to your business and keeping your business in compliance great tips as always nelly thanks very much i appreciate you taking your time to get our listeners great tips ideas and precautions it's just what they need to hear and i look forward to the next time we speak i look forward to it too thank you again for having me bill all right we're going to take a short break We'll be right back, so please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation... Call Bill Black, the exit coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 